0: I think it's just right now, you know, the biggest thing is leaders really being self-aware and being vulnerable with their people is going to create a competitive advantage of performance in the workplace when we come out of this, because we know we will. Um, But right now is the time to build loyalty and to to build that trust with your people on how you handle every situation that's going on. And your people want to know you're human right? And that you're dealing with the same feelings they are. And so it's just a good reminder for all leaders that don't be afraid of being vulnerable, even if it's not natural to you um, because your people want to hear it.
1: This week on the podcast, we have Jamie Tates. Jamie talks about what she does at Keystone Group and how she helps her clients um, get from a hard spot to a positive spot that's uh, changing their company and impacting um, the greater good. We'll jump right in. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jamie. We are so excited to have you here today. Um, do you want to give us a brief um, intro of how you got involved in your work and what you do now?
0: Yeah. So my background um, is in large corporate. So I worked for a really large private organization globally, um, lived abroad, traveled globally quite a bit, and I you know, kind of cut my teeth, learned what I learned there um, about leadership, uh, change management, just right, how to kind of help people through change. And so six and a half years ago, when I started Keystone, um, I knew I wanted to take a lot of what I had learned and the skills that I had developed and then bring them to a broader population, um, meaning the small business, Um, mid-market leaders you know the ones that don't maybe have access to all of that training that large corporations have and so that's really been our mission and we look at the world kind of we talk about the three legs of the stool is that organizations need to have a really good balance between strategy people and culture in order to achieve the highest performance and and leadership you know, coaching, helping people understand their gaps and their blind spots and their areas for opportunity and growth is what really help, ultimately helps the organization. So that's kind of our, our, what we preach, you know, our mantra around, around leadership and coaching.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when people come to you, what are some of those pain points that they're feeling in their organization?
0: Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different things because it kind of develop, it depends on where they're at in the growth. We, we talk about a concept called hitting the ceiling. And it's a natural stage of growth for any business and it's a natural stage of growth for an individual is that you kind of have growth, you have opportunity and then you get to this new level that you've never been at before. And you have to do things a little differently. Right. You have to pull on maybe skills you haven't had to have in the past. And so organizations feel that, and they also feel it when their leaders are hitting those kind of plateaus or those ceilings. And so that's usually where we help them through that, because you have to, something has to shift your perspective for you to think differently than you thought before, to be able to move forward and help the organization move forward. So that's usually when we get a call, either from the leader or from the organization to say, you know, we just need someone to bring a different perspective. It's not that the leader's wrong, right, or that they don't have what they need, it's that they need the next set of skills, right, to get to that next level, and um, our best clients really understand that growth is, is forever, right, you're never, you've never got it figured out as a leader, right, or as, as anybody in your career or personal life, is you've got to continue to grow and learn, and so they invest in that, and, and that's what, you know, that's really what we preach to people, is that you've got to constantly be investing in yourself,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some of those ways that you bring the perspective to them? So obviously they need some eye opening experiences and some new understanding. What are some of those that you do bring?
0: Yeah, some of the biggest things. The first place that we start, and it's really our philosophy around leadership, is something we call um, your leadership superpowers. And I have a whole another podcast. It's called Superpower Success, and the premise is that each of us has our own superpowers. You have, you're good at things like innately, really, really good at things that I'm not, and vice versa. And so, as leaders we need to lean on those and not try to build something and like I look at my boss and I think that's how I'm supposed to lead if you show up and lead that way it looks inauthentic because it's not you right you're trying to be someone else but that's what we believe leadership is and so our first goal is always to bring the leader back to their authentic core like what are they really good at and then when you're there There's some guardrails for leadership, right? There's some things you need to do, but you need to do them in your authentic way. So you've got to use your natural skills and abilities and your superpowers to be able to lead. So for most people, they've never examined that, right? They, they've, they've just used models or examples of other leaders in their lives. And so we're trying to kind of bring them back to who they really are, because that's what's going to move them forward. And then the second piece that usually comes in is we're helping them identify, um, their gaps in terms of kind of where I always say like where we need to kind of run, we need to smooth out the rough edges, is we all have those gaps and those rough edges, it's again not changing who we are. It's just softening some of those sides that might not serve us as well, right? As we move up, as we think differently. And then the third piece that we always bring in is creating a change mindset in them. Right. So Clearly, we all understand that change is inevitable, change is constant, and the pace of change in business is increasing at a rapid pace. So we are always helping them on how they can be change agents, because I think that is what helps them be good leaders, is helping them understand how to help others through change and and through kind of moving forward. So leaders as coaches is what we talk about. So how do we help them be coaches themselves? So those are the areas we typically focus on, and then we dive into if there's specific things that they're dealing with, right, or or personality conflicts or those types of things that happen as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I guess a lot of change has been happening lately um, with COVID-19 and just everything that comes with that. What have been some of the things that you specifically have helped your clients with um, as they go into this weird, unknown kind of thing?
0: The biggest thing, um, the biggest themes, I guess, that we're seeing, number one is managing your own mental health during this time. And so as leaders, we oftentimes put all of our energy, whether it's work, family, right, community, work, we're kind of putting our energy other places, and we forget that we're depleting our own energy. And so we've been having a ton of conversation with our clients, around you have to keep yourself healthy for you to be able to serve everybody else. So you've got to find that balance and you've got to let yourself feel the feelings and not just put on a good face all the time, right? For everyone else, you know, it's not that superhero kind of thing. You've got to, you've got to make sure that you're healthy. Um, the second one is the change piece is how to help people through this. We, we actually, actually just, I put a blog out a few weeks ago that has really helped our clients around um, the basic human needs Uh, things like certainty, significance, connection and love, growth, right? As human beings, we all have basic human needs that need to be met for us to kind of feel whole, right? For us to feel happy. And as leaders, we have an opportunity right now during this change to satisfy some of those basic human needs for our people when the rest of the world is not, right? The world outside our doors is not providing that certainty. It's very uncertain. How can we do that for our people, even if it's in small ways, um, to help them through that? So we've been talking a lot about transparent communication. How can we be as transparent as possible so that we provide some certainty in a very uncertain time for people that that just, it meets that human need? Um, how How can we provide connection when we're remote, right? And can we do it in different ways? How can we provide growth opportunities training, you know, cross training and knowledge transfer and so that people feel like they're not just in neutral, that they're growing even though we're remote. So we're using a lot of those kind of ideas to bring kind of different focus to the leadership conversations and, and really the development of leaders. This time, the last three months, has been a time that we will look back on where leaders were made, where leaders were created. right? People that were in leadership positions have had to lean on things that they've never imagined and they've realized maybe they're better leaders than they thought they were, or they've realized they have gaps and now's the time to help fix those, right? So this time has kind of brought the really good leaders to the the top.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I really loved what you said about coaching your people and giving them the opportunities to have those basic human needs right now. I think that's really important. What are some of those ways that people have been coaching them through that?
0: So the communication is one piece of it. We have a a great tool that is not rocket science, right? We call it the transparency and communication tool. Um, And it helps them talk about what's happening in our business, in our world, and helps them in a way that builds loyalty and trust with their people. I mean, it's a very simple model, five questions that you answer in your communications so that people feel like you're sharing, you know, vulnerably and openly with them and it builds trust. And when you build trust, people will do amazing things for you, right? They will, they, they realize we're all in a tough spot. And so for most of our clients, they've been like, it's a game changer. It's so simple, but it's been a complete game changer in how they interact with their employees, especially in a remote space. Um, we also, they're doing a lot more video connecting Um, one-on-one with people to tap into that. How are they actually doing? Um, We talk a lot with our clients and we give them resources around asking different questions right now than just, how are you doing? Right. As humans, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Like that's the natural back and forth that doesn't get at what's really going on. Right. It's very surface level. And so we've been giving our clients and they've been using a different set of questions to kind of dive a little bit deeper like what's give me a positive and a negative emotion you're feeling right now and then yeah. just let them talk right so it's not all negative but it also opens the door for a certain level of vulnerability and what a lot of leaders what we're seeing is a trend um, and we're helping our clients through this is the days of not feeling like you can talk about personal stuff with your employees are gone right it, yeah. people need that and they want that from their leaders. And so, but, but you have to do it at the comfort level that, you know, that's you and the employee. And so giving them those questions helps them get there without it feeling like super, like, am I crossing an HR line? Yeah. Um, that right now, there are no HR lines. I mean, people are dealing with so much stuff at home. Uh, we've had reports, you know, from our client businesses of really people struggling, right? Getting mental health help during this time, because you don't know what they're dealing with at home with their family and homeschooling kids and, right, all the stresses that are added on their plate. Um, so as leaders, I think what we can do right now is just we can be really good listeners and yeah. empathize, right? We can't fix the problem, but the idea of empathy being like a new critical leadership skill is, yeah. is really showing itself right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's those soft skills that really make or oh, yeah. break a leader. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So I heard you also say at the beginning that you work with strategy right now and building out business strategy. What has that looked like currently with everything has strategy, obviously strategy has had to change, but in what ways has it changed? You know, um,
0: for most of our clients, right, I'd say 80, 90% of them, their long-term strategy has not fundamentally changed the path to get there is is something that they're taking in smaller smaller chunks right smaller segments and in the analogy that i give and this is what i've told all of our clients is leadership and long-term vision right in times of peace when things are going well is is easier right it's it's something that you're like yeah this makes sense we should do it but leadership and and creating that long-term vision for the organization is an absolute necessity in times of war and that's where we're at is is most of our clients, right? We when we do strategy, we do 10 years out, three mm-hmm. years out, one year, right, the end of this year, and then we break it down even further into what do we need to do in the next three months, in the next quarter, so that it makes it more actionable. And for a lot of our clients, when they were going through this, they were like, I don't know how we can possibly think three years or 10 years out. Like, we don't know what's gonna happen in three months. Yeah. And when we kind of push them to go through this exercise they realized it was cathartic to think out further because you cannot just think about what's in front of you. Now we need to figure out what what we have to do this week and this month, that's absolutely gonna be there. But someone has to keep the light at the end of the tunnel on. Mm -hmm. And if for our employees, all the leaders are just surviving, that's how the employees are gonna be. And I truly believe it's gonna have a detriment to your business long-term if you're not thinking out far enough and then managing closer to you, right? Closer to what's happening. And so for all of our clients, they were like, you're right. Once they go through that and they have that moment, it's like that actually gives them hope, right? It gives them kind of the faith that we can get through this because we know where we wanna be three years from now. And there's gonna be things that sideswipe us along the way, but if we can stay clear on where we wanna go, it's gonna help us rebound through that, right? And so I think it's just a really good balance right now for leaders that they have to be thinking out further. And if they're not, I challenge them to do that because I think it's good for their mental health and their clarity. And the organization wants to hear that there's still a light at the end of the tunnel that we're working towards.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What would you say in terms of being transparent with your goals um, to your employees? What should that look like? So
0: we push hard for full transparency, right? On again, what you're dealing with, where you wanna go because again, three years from now, a lot can change. But as leaders to say, this is still where we're marching and it's the direction. If we don't end up right dead center of the bullseye, that's fine. But we still know that we're going east and not west, right? So we can bring the energy of the organization and focus them on something further out that they can see, right? And they can work towards. And so that's really our goal is, and then every quarter you should be reevaluating, right? That, where you're going, because things will change. I think so many organizations, and this is where we take a different philosophy around strategy, is they once a year do this big strategic plan and then they don't look at it again, right? Or they kind of execute towards it, but they don't put in that cadence of things are going to change throughout the year and we need to change, right? Our end goal to adjust to that. And maybe a new opportunity is going to pop. Most of our clients right now are maximizing new opportunities, they're seeing things that are changing in the environment. And because they're more agile in their strategic planning, they're able to jump on it a lot quicker than if they didn't have that regular cadence of kind of reevaluating the strategy. So I think it's putting that consistency in there and doing it more often right now is what's important.
1: How often would you say that'd be appropriate to do?
0: Minimum every three months. Awesome. Right. And then, you know, in your regular leadership meetings, whatever that cadence looks like, you know, there are smaller things that you can work on. So the goal is every three months you're looking at the long-term strategy, right? That's the long-term predicting what's going to happen by the end of the year. But then within that quarter, within those three months, you should be weekly or at least every other week looking at what do we want to get done this quarter to kind of keep that discipline and that accountability because, when we're in times of war like this, and there's a lot going on, it's super easy to lose sight, right? To lose focus. And by keeping that accountability week to week throughout the quarter on what you want to achieve just in that three months, it helps you create, you know, that forward momentum instead of just feeling like you're standing still.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that also helps build out culture too. Do you want to touch on what you do with culture a little bit in your business? Um, because yeah. I think there's Honestly, one of the hugest parts of a business is having solid culture.
0: Yes. Oh, and it's been magnified right under the microscope and during this time. So we're culture junkies, like we eat, breathe and sleep culture. Um, (laughs) And we talk a lot about, right, the three legs of the stool, that they're all intertwined, right? The days of having a really good business strategy and then thinking of culture as something separate, we believe is over. Like it's, it's all intertwined. And in fact, your people strategy and your culture should actually come first before your business strategy, because we can have the greatest business strategy on the planet. And if we don't have the people, the leadership and the culture that can actually as a solid foundation to achieve it, it doesn't matter how great our business strategy is. And so that's kind of how we're trying to flip the script a little bit with our clients. From a culture standpoint, we doubled down in 2018 and said, I'm so tired of having conversations with business leaders who are super smart people, but they they don't get culture. They see it as this nebulous thing that they're supposed to care about, but they don't know what to actually do. They don't know how to take action on it because it is nebulous, it's a feeling, right? It's something you can, hard to touch and feel at, at, at certain points. So we created the culture strategy intersect model because of all these conversations we were having with our clients and we realized they were really struggling to figure out how to impact culture positively. Um, And so we created this model that essentially has 20 factors that all are a part of your culture. And we talk about them as they're all threads, unique threads in a fabric, right? That creates your culture. And if a few of them are weak, the whole fabric is weak. And so we help organizations understand, you know, we're really good in this area that impacts our culture, but there's some other areas that we're lacking And that's reducing kind of our entire return on investment for anything that we do around culture. So we've tried to simplify it for business leaders so they understand, okay, that we can do something about, right? Those are areas that we can take action on instead of it being this really big, grandiose thing that they don't know where to start. So that's how we're seeing culture impacted is simplifying it. It doesn't have to be overly complicated, but it has to be, it's not self-sustaining. So it has to be something you plan and you focus on because culture is something that ebbs and flows and it can get out of control, right. In the way you don't want it to, if you're not paying attention to it, right. And kind of keeping, keeping tabs on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when your clients come to you, what are probably the top, like five factors that often are um, true in their case? Are there ones that just are trends within companies? Yeah, I would say the biggest pain points that they have,
0: and I think a lot of companies have this, um, but our clients talk about accountability is a big one. We don't feel like people are being held accountable, right? It's all of the, all of it's going on a subset of people that work really hard and they're getting burnt out and no one else kind of seems to accept accountability. So that's probably the biggest pain point. The second one is, you know, our leaders don't know how to coach and have crucial conversations, that that hold people accountable, right? It's super hard to have those tough conversations. Um, And so a lot of organizations have let things slide for so long that now it's like, how do we have this conversation now? Because this person's been doing this for how many years? Right, kind of thing. So they've gotten to that point. And then the third piece that we hear the most, well, there's two that kind of go hand in hand is trust and communication, Mm -hmm. is we've got a low degree of trust. We have good people that are smart, and are well-intentioned, but the trust in our organization doesn't seem to be like between employee and manager, it doesn't seem to be where it needs to be. And oftentimes the root of that is transparency and communication, because when we don't share information as leaders, people make stuff up, right? Yeah. They fill in the gaps. I would say they, they, they create the movie in their head that they, well, what they think is happening because we haven't shared the information with them. Um, So those are some of the foundational issues and the cracks that we see most often. And there's no one answer to any of those. And I think that's why it's complicated for businesses because how do you fix that? It's a multi-pound approach, right? It's not like here, take this pill and then your, your whole, you know, organization is going to be accountable. It's, it takes work. And that's why they come to us because we can look at it from an unbiased, Right. I don't have a horse in the race when I come in and and talk to you about what's going on. And when we interview and we kind of dig in, I'm just here to help you get better. And so an outside perspective tends to help the self-awareness go a little bit higher faster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's it, kind of reminds me of like losing weight essentially. Like you have to work at it. You can't just take a weight loss pill to get it done with it has to be a process of fast easy fix and <laughs> exercising and yeah. um, making sure that you're being you're sleeping enough and drinking enough water absolutely that's yeah. that's sweet I, i'm glad that you said that absolutely well if anyone wants to come and find you to talk about your um this way that you help companies um become better what are some of the resources that they can access for that
0: yeah so, our website's probably the best spot. So, Keystone Group INTL, short for international, Keystone Group INTL.com. We have so many resources. So, our core values are really around help first. Um, we give a lot of stuff away. So, it, yeah. we have these templates, the transparency and communication tool is on our COVID resources page. All of these how to help remote workers, how to coach from far. We put out blogs that are, I mean, so much good content. The blog about the basic human needs is out there. And then we do a ton of free events. So our events page is going to be, we do a video series every month. We do a, a huge culture event once a quarter that we've now turned virtual. Um, so people outside of kind of our area can, can join as well. That's just great conversations to help up your leadership game. That's really yeah. our goal is how to, how to make you a little bit better leader. So you can follow us on LinkedIn um Facebook Keystone Group International you can also connect with me Jamie Adam Tates on LinkedIn um always willing to have a conversation and help you think through the issues that you're dealing with to see if we can help or maybe we know somebody who can
1: Yeah absolutely do you have any final words before we uh depart from here I think it's
0: just right now you know the biggest thing is leaders really being self-aware and being vulnerable with their people is going to create a competitive advantage of performance in the workplace when we come out of this, because we know we will. Um, But right now is the time to build loyalty and to to build that trust with your people on how you handle every situation that's going on. And your people want to know you're human, right? And that you're dealing with the same feelings they are. And so it's just a good reminder for all leaders that don't be afraid of being vulnerable, even if it's not natural to you, Um, because your people
1: wanna hear it. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, for being a part of the podcast Um, and thank you for all of your incredible insights. I'm excited to get our listeners to your page. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This podcast is proudly produced by
0: Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more, or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.